Oh, it feels good. Happy Monday, Calgary, on the brand new Star 95.9. Good morning. We're so excited to be here. Rogers Sports and Media's Star 95.9 has made its debut in Calgary, accompanied by a playlist tweak from the former CHFM with a goal of boosting the mood of listeners as the adult contemporary format, once king in the workplace, now finds itself competing with limitless options in the work-from-home space. The station also marks a milestone by introducing the market's first female-led morning show, helmed by Billy Joe Ross and Candace Kay. On this episode of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast, we're joined by Billy Joe and Candace, along with Star 95.9 content director Jalissa Lee, to talk about putting another crack in the glass ceiling, Calgary's evolving radio market, and more. My name's Jalissa Lee, and I'm the content director for Star 95.9. My love of radio started because of music. And I think that's why a lot of people got into FM radio and uh, grew up listening to 102.1 The Edge in Toronto and, and Q107 in Toronto. But my radio career started at their sister station, AM640 Toronto. I was lucky enough to get a part-time position um, as their board op. And it was really interesting because I was probably one of the fewest females who's ever applied for um, a board op position for a talk radio station. And um, I was really happy that they took the chance on me because I was just straight out of school and I really enjoyed it, really enjoyed it. And I always tell people if you want to get into radio and, you know, especially getting into the FM side, always work in the AM side because there's just so much going on in the background. You really hone in on your skills. Uh, board hopping skills. And so by the time you get into an FM station, it's just a breeze, just turning on buttons and recording and just making sure what you're going to do on the air is going to sound great. So then I just kind of started moving my way over to 102.1 The Edge as the programming assistant, just uh, helping the announcers with anything that they needed and then uh, started also kind of helping them schedule music where when the music director wasn't available and then just working my way eventually becoming the music director for uh for 102.1 the edge and then the assistant program director i had the current program director tammy cole she took a chance on me as well and you know and thought yes let me take you under my wing and um and mentor you to become a program director which i was really excited and really lucky uh, to be a part of. And and then on top of that, because she was also looking after Q107, I also got Q107 on my plate as well. So it was such a really, it was a really great learning experience, learning the two stations. And then I got the job out here in Calgary to work at Jack, Jack Calgary. And um, I think I was only there for three months. And then I got moved over to the AC side of things, which is now Star 95.9. And Pop music was never really my thing, but I love music, so I, I just love everything about it and learning so much more about it and, and really learning more about the AC side of, of things as well. Hi, it's Billy Joe for the brand new Star 95.9. Uh, I guess, why did I get into radio? Because I talk too much. <laughs> my mom would tell me that I talk too much. My school teachers would tell me that I talk too much. So I decided to get into radio right out of high school. Are we, ta- are we talking? 
talking numbers? Are we talking years? Are we doing that? 1995, I went to WABC, Western Academy of Broadcasting College in Saskatoon. And then right out of school, I got hired by a program director named Grant Shute. And I worked for uh, AM radio station in Swift Current, Saskatchewan, CKSW. And I did the midday show, and there's nothing like kicking off your radio show with funeral announcements. <laughs> Doesn't matter what song you play at a funeral announcements, you're never going to make people happy. <laughs> so, funeral announcements was my midday show, and then we also did like Trader Time, where you could sell truck tires, your dog, uh, your your virtually anything, your potatoes out of the garden or whatever. And I loved my time. I loved my time in Swift Current. Uh, And then I moved to CJWW in Saskatoon. And I did the all nights there for a while, midnight to six. And then I did uh, some work for Hot Nutty 3, which is now the bull in Saskatoon. I was there for a while. And then a program director with Rogers, Gail Zarbatani, uh, scooped me out of Saskatoon, and which was a place I never thought I'd leave. I love Saskatoon. That's home. That's where all of my family is. But she's a sweet talker. <laughs> so I moved. I moved to Winnipeg, of all places. I remember packing up my car, going, what the hell am I doing? And even my mom said, why are you, where are you going? You don't even know Winnipeg. You don't know anybody there. But I moved to Winnipeg, and I loved it. I was there almost nine years at the time, it was 102 Clear FM. And I, looking back, those were some of the best years in my life. Just had a great group of friends, great coworkers. I loved my time in Winnipeg. And then I was on mat leave and Calgary called. At the time, it was late 96, uh, still with Rogers. And they offered me a job here in Calgary. So I moved. And now Calgary's home. I love Calgary. My husband and I will never leave. We love it here. I always say it's nice to be um, enough distance away from family that nobody can pop in. (laughs) So we've been here now 11 years and I would stay forever if I can. Uh, Obviously, we've gone through a few changes. Uh, It's not Light 96 anymore. It's not Kiss. It's not even 95.9 CHFM. So we've gone through a few rebrands, but we're really excited about star 95.9 and we're anticipating great things for the station. I'm Candace Johnson. I'm also Candace Kanitsky on air. I'm Candace K on air. I've been Candace Lynn. I also, like Billy Joe, started, uh, wanted to do broadcasting right out of high school. Um, I was in grade 10 and uh, I used to, you know, when the teacher goes around and gets everybody to read out loud, I used to love doing that for some reason. Like what a weird skill or talent to have reading things out loud. And so my teacher who didn't like reading out loud and nobody in the class wanted to read out loud, he used to just say at the beginning of class, like, does anybody mind if Candace just reads this short story? And everybody was like, no, that's fine. So it kind of started there. And then um, my grade 10 English teacher from that class one day pulled me aside and said, you know, have you ever thought about broadcasting for a career? And at the time, I don't think I even thought that was a job. Like I just was kind of like, you know, I just, it had never even entered my mind. And I was like, no, I haven't. But now that you mention it, he's like, yeah, I think you'd be really good. And I was like, and so from that moment on, I started listening more intently to radio. I was, you know, later that year we had a job fair and the the teacher from, I also went to Western Academy uh, Broadcasting College in Saskatoon. Uh, the teacher was at one of these career days. 
I asked him if I needed to do math as part of a prerequisite. And he said, nope. And I said, great. Then this career is for me. So right out of high school, I did WABC, um, which was a great a great experience. Um, it's only a six-month course, but honestly, I think when it comes down to radio, you could spend two to four to five to 10 years studying radio, but you're not really going to get it until you're in it. So six months in school, I got my first job in northern uh, Manitoba at CJ 1240 in the Paw. It's not the pass. And uh, it's funny because my internship was at CJWW in Saskatoon and Billy Joe was the promo director and kind of my boss for my internship. And I remember um, when I got the call, they always said, you're going to have to move for radio. You're going to have to move for radio. You're not going to you know, stay here in Saskatoon. I got the call about moving to Northern Manitoba and I was freaking out. And I remember sitting in Billy Joe's office and like, I think I might've even been crying because I was so overwhelmed about moving so far away from my family. I'd never really left Saskatoon. And anyway, I, I ended up doing it and I was in the paw for a couple of years doing middays. I was also doing the trader things, the funeral announcements, birthday greetings, all that stuff. Um, from there, I did mornings at CJ1240. And then um, I moved to North Battleford, Saskatchewan to launch Q98, which was with Rolco Radio at the time. Um, and I was doing afternoon drive there. That was a fantastic experience because that's really when I started to hone into my solo broadcasting skills, I think. Um, it's also where I would say I found my flow. This whole time that I was in Manitoba and in North Battleford, I was constantly sending out um, demos, like actual CDs of my demos to radio stations where I wanted to work and to program directors who I wanted to work for. One of those PDs was Christian Hall. And at the time, um, he was at Power 97 in Winnipeg, and I was like a big rock chick. So I was sending him demos, I would say, like every three to six months, I was sending out demos constantly. And and um, he never replied to any of them. I never heard from him. And then three years into doing afternoon drive at Q98 in North Battleford, I got a phone call from Christian who said he's been listening to my demos over the years and that he had an overnight weekend position available at Q107 Calgary. And I was like, oh, cool. Like I had no idea he was even had any clue who I was. So um, I put together my little demo. Um, I took a chance on the big city. I was getting paid $50 a shift. I worked part-time at Moxie's. Um, so I did that for like six months. I also started doing traffic at the AM station while I was there. And uh, six months later, I got scooped up because of all these demos I'd been sending out over the years. The program director in Red Deer uh, at the Patterson station, their big 105, reached out about a morning show opportunity. And that is ultimately where I wanted to be because I remember listening to The Bear and listening to Jillian Foote on The Bear in Edmonton whenever I would be traveling from uh, Red Deer or Calgary back to Saskatoon, I would always listen to um, the bear on my way home. And uh, I'd hear Jillian Foote and I was like, that's what I want to do. That's where I want to be. So when mornings came calling at Big 105, I, I jumped at the opportunity. I did that for three years. And then um, Christian called again and uh, he was launching X929 in Calgary. I was applying for any position and he had pretty much he didn't want me as a solo jock. He called and said, why haven't you applied for the news position yet? And I said, cause I don't do news. I'm a, I'm a DJ. And he said, well, send me a newscast. Just, you know, just send me something. I need a news announcer and I need somebody who can also co-host a morning show. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. So um, I sent him the news demo and got hired over the phone. Christian Hall is the only PD who's ever hired me over the phone twice. <laughs> he hadn't even met me the first time. Um, so then he brought me on board for X929. Um, and it was a life life changing experience. I got to work with Fraser Tuff 
and Roger Kincaid. Um, I think at the time we were, I felt like breaking new ground. It was just an amazing radio station and an amazing company. And I had a fantastic experience. Then I fell in love. And my partner, my husband, is a musician. Um, we were both young. Uh, we'd been on the air. I'd been on the air for five years at X, and and he had suggested that he might want to move to Toronto so he could kind of explore music. And I thought, well, I'm doing mornings in Calgary. It doesn't really get much better than that. Yeah, sure. Toronto, Toronto seems like the next move. So I, again, started sending blind demos to everybody. And that's when I met Blair Bartram at Q107 Toronto. Um, Blair immediately, you know, wanted to get me on board, didn't really have anything. So we started keeping in touch. You know, I went to Toronto a couple times, met a bunch of program directors, including his wife, Karen Steele, who was at KISS at the time, pretty much applying for any job I could get in Toronto. And then uh, Blair called and he didn't have an on-air position, but he wanted to get me in the building. He had afternoon drive producer for the Kim Mitchell show, which in of itself was just hilarious growing up listening to Kim Mitchell. And like, my dad was just like, what, why you're going to work with Kim Mitchell? Like you're in the same room with him every day. And, and so, yeah, so I took the producer job knowing I'd get to just fill in on air and, uh, you know, hoping that organically that'd become a bit of a co-hosting role that didn't turn out so well, the co-hosting part, but I did fill in a lot on air. And then um, Indie 88 launched in Toronto. Um, I, again, knew that was happening, had been sending them demos for a while. And um, the morning show, uh, I applied for the morning show. I got hired for the morning show. I did Indie 88. I'm very lucky to have launched two brand new radio stations in my career. And now I'm very lucky to be rebranding and relaunching Star 95.9. Um, so I did Indie 88 for four years, got pregnant, went on mat leave, came back. The show changed a bunch, as it does when you're a woman in radio, um, and uh, ended up being let go from that uh, that position. And then I picked up weekends at Chum just to kind of stay in the game. A uh, very good friend of mine, Meredith Shaw, put in a good word for me. Um, Sarah Cummings was amazing. I mean, every, Marilyn Dennis was amazing. I I always say I thought she'd have like a huge ego and um, and she absolutely didn't. There was even one morning where I, you know, was running late getting my coffee and she offered to go get my coffee for me. And I'm like, you don't have to do that. You're Marilyn Dennis. Like when I was filling in on midday. So uh, Chum was another amazing, amazing experience. And then the husband and I, we had a kid. We decided we should move back to Alberta during COVID because, well, music wasn't a thing. Thing, moved back. And that's when uh, obviously I'd kept in touch with Jalissa all these years because I knew Jalissa from Q107 Calgary and Chorus and my 10 years in Toronto. She called, said they were making some changes. Are you interested? I said, I do not want to do mornings. Um, I have no interest in doing mornings, but I'd be happy to take on middays. And uh, so I took on middays for the last year. And then and then this opportunity came up. And, uh, you know, Jalissa being the amazing program director that she is, a uh, new when to broach the subject of me possibly doing mornings again. Uh, she waited patiently for the right time to bring that up. And, and when she did, honestly, I was getting a little bored with middays and I think ready for a change and, and it worked out really well. So now I'm here and uh, I get to work with Billy Joe, who was like my first sort of uh, entry, my first boss in a way uh, into radio. And um, she's just a fantastic person. And, and, and Jalissa's great. And it's just so nice to be a part of this team and, and just so awesome to have women ruling the world. <laughs> so that's my story. Thanks for the love. So speaking of being women in radio, I have to start by saying congratulations because Billy, Joe, and Candice, I think you've made another crack in the proverbial glass ceiling because as far as you know, Calgary's never had an all-female morning show. Yeah. 
I know it's a, uh, I mean, it's, it, I'm so excited and it's like, I don't know why it took this long. And, and throughout the years, I was always like, you know, working with men and that's great, but you kind of have your role as the girl on the show. And, and so it's so exciting to finally have this opportunity to do a female led morning show and just to show the world that it can be done. And, uh, and it's going to be awesome. And men are going to like us too. And not because we're sexy, but because we're awesome. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were joking about this Connie the other day about how you know when we first started in radio you couldn't even or we weren't allowed to play three female artists back to back let alone let alone two women host a show right yeah and that is still a rule at some stations yeah. Jalissa was this a, a big decision for you to stray from the usual morning show makeup or was it a no-brainer it was definitely a no-brainer, and I'm I'm really lucky that Rogers they were really open-minded about that idea of being thrown out there, and now it just seems like the right time to do it. Especially being in Calgary, they just voted in a female mayor, and and that's really exciting. And it just goes to show that you know Calgary isn't the city that everyone. <laughs> really thought yeah. that they were especially coming from like Toronto um I was really weary coming out here and then just seeing how everything is it's like we are Calgary is going with the times and I it's really exciting to see all this and to make these changes um I'm really proud and happy that we could do this yeah it's not the redneck city that everyone thinks it is and well you said really- it not me <laughs> That's true. That's what everyone thinks. And so it's nice to be like, you know, the first, I mean, you know, maybe not the first in the country, but there are not a lot of female, female led co-hosting morning shows. And and so, yeah, it's super exciting. Exactly. Cause they're always, you know, you always see male and female duo and then, you know, the female would be like first in the bill, first name on the bill, but it's still kind of, it's still equal where here it's going to be two females. And that's something that we're really really excited to um, to venture down. And honestly, I wouldn't have said yes to mornings if it wasn't this morning show. I swear if if it came up and it was like, we're going to do a new morning show. It's, uh, we want you and a guy. I wouldn't have done it. I would, I was, I've done that. I've been there. I've done that. It's time to break the mold and time to do something new. Um, and it was a, a, a huge added bonus that it happened to be Billy Joe. That was the, was the female, you know, behind the morning show. But I swear I would have, I would have said no if it wasn't this morning show. So that makes it even more exciting for me. Well, and I think, I think Jalissa too, like Candace, when you think about like, she's such she's our biggest cheerleader, you know, mm-hmm. she, and if it wasn't for her advocating to this and working really hard and, you know, bending everybody's ear, this wouldn't have happened either. So we owe a lot. <laughs> we, we really do. We really do. We owe a lot. Cause you, you pushed for this, you pushed for this, you got this. And then you, you perfectly, I, I call it like a little jigsaw puzzle. You, like slowly you put all the pieces together and I just think that's so important it's so important thank you do you have thoughts about the direction that you're going to go because you are captaining your own content as women definitely as an announcer you know you you do know that you don't want to alienate all your listeners and you do want to think about the topic that you are going to be talking about won't be always female-centric but at least Growing up, we all have experiences, all the same experiences, and, and that's something that will uh, that the team will be focusing a lot on. And of course, you know, Candace and Billy Joe being mothers, they're definitely going to have content that not just mothers, but parents. fathers. So parents in general raising children. So content will be relevant to to everyone. 
Can I just jump in and say, it's never been a question about two men doing a morning show. Why is it a question about two women doing a morning show? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, we don't, we don't think, oh, those two guys, they better make sure they're inclusive to women. But it's a double standard that if now we're going to have a two female, like a female morning show, you guys need to make sure that you're also catering to the men. It's, it's, I, I don't know. It's frustrating. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to hide yeah. my frustration about that. Why is yeah. like, you know? I'm happy that we get to do this and, and change that opinion and change that. Yeah. We can, we all talk to women in our life. We all talk to men. We all talk to kids. We all, you know, we all share, we're all humans, you know, let's share this experience together. Yeah. And it, and it's, it's just two women speaking on a variety of topics. We're not going to isolate uh, anyone. I think it's going to be really inclusive. Like it's a not diverse- chit chat. No, no, we're not just going to talk about ovaries, ovaries and our children. I promise. Yeah. But jock talk would have been okay on a <laughs> rock station. Just saying. So I want to get into the rebrand. CHFM actually performed really well with women. But Jalissa, do you want to talk a little bit about what you're doing in terms of tweaking the adult contemporary format that listeners have been familiar with? Yes, we did our research. We were just kind of, you know, especially being in Calgary, it's very congested. It's a very congested market. There's so many radio stations here and it's really tough to try and break through. And what we've noticed is that like a lot of stations here kind of we're playing the same music. And so we're not really offering anything that was different than what the other our competitors are offering. And so with this change, we're focusing on the mood. What we're trying to do is make you happy. We're here to make you feel good. And especially with everything that's been happening around the world, especially with COVID, you know, our goal is always to try and make make Calgarians happy. And by playing really upbeat um, and danceable music, music that you can sing along to and and make you feel good after, after you've had a hard day at work. And then with the announcers too, it's like, we're here to, to entertain you and to also, um, and pump you up, especially, you know, not, we can't all have happy days. And sometimes you, we always escape and radio is that escapism. And we're here for that. We're here for you. And, you know, a lot of people do decompress in the car. Like, it's like, you're having a really bad day at home. You get in, you jump in the car and you, and you drive around and you turn on your favorite radio station. And we want to be that station that you sing along to at the top of your lungs and, and just listening along to the listen uh, to the announcers and just thinking, yes, yes, thank you. Or, and just, and making them laugh and, and just, you know, pumping them up for, for the, the day that they could be having and should be having. What I really like about Star 95.9 is the feel good is the we're going for a feeling. We want the listener to feel something when they listen to us where it's not about the music or really even necessarily the content. It's just everything that we do goes through this feel good filter. We want to change your mood. We want you to feel uh, better after listening to us, whether it's for five minutes or for five hours. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's it's kind of like friends hanging out, not worrying about life. Don't worry about life. We got gotcha. you. We're gonna get you through this. Uh, smiling, laughing, uh, and I know we even talked a little bit about this. Uh, even the tempo of the song sometimes, like a like a Bruno Mars, a John Legend, a Louis Capaldi. Okay, so it might have a, a, a quieter or slower tempo, but it's still it's it's one of your favorite songs. You love it, and it potentially puts you in a happy place. So I love the fact we're not pigeonholing eighties, nineties. You know what I mean? It's like the feel good filter, which I think like Candace, it's so, so important. So from a playlist perspective, what is the most noticeable change for listeners? We're going to have a feature called feel good flashback. 
And it's going to be, you know, songs from a little bit from the 70s, a little bit from the 60s. Like some one of the example is like what what uh, what the morning show launched this morning was uh, their feel good flashback this morning was James Brown. I got you. I feel feel good. Sorry. <laughs> And, and, you know, songs like that, that's when you hear it, you're like, oh my God, I haven't heard this song in so long. Like, yes, a great way to, to start the mood. And then being AC, what we did see was a lot, people still love the ballads and we were probably playing three or four ballads an hour. Now it's probably going to be more so one or two an hour. So we're definitely uh, focusing on the tempo and the energy of, of the station instead of um, bringing that mood down. And when you bring the mood down, they're sing-along songs, right? Like it feels like if you're, if you're bringing on that slow song, it's one you want to belt out, yes, you know? It, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're still feel-good songs. Yeah. Jalissa, how much of the motivation behind the rebrand has to do with people, I guess, moving out of the office environment where adult contemporary has traditionally been, you know, a powerhouse and more listeners working from home? Because let's face it, if listeners are at home and outside that environment, they can choose to have pretty much anything on in the background. Yeah. And that was definitely something, you know, we, we saw it and we felt it when COVID, when COVID hit and, um, and it was just, I kind of kicked myself for not thinking about it sooner because (laughs) um, everything was just so depressing. And then, you know, you turn on the radio station and like AC is all like, uh, again, a lot of people really, AC was, their focus is a lot of the ballads and you don't want to hear that when you're working at home and, um, and, and everything else around you in the world is going to shits. And so you want to be upbeat. And that's probably why a lot of, and why AC got hit the hardest, because now that people are working at home, they're like, we can't, we don't want to listen to this. We want to listen to something that will boost our mood. So that, and I think that's probably why a lot of the rock stations did really well is because a lot of the rock classic rock songs are like, Hey, we're here to like boost you up and rock out to this song. And, um, and then again, the announce like there was just just that mood that they created. And so with this, uh, with where we're going with Star 95.9 is just, you know what, we're, we're in the game. We're in the race to also boost up your mood, but by using pop music as well. And then music that you haven't that you probably haven't heard in a long time as well. So we want to be we want to replace that playlist. We want to be your playlist. Rogers does have at least one other star station in the chain in Chilliwack. Are there commonalities there? Not so much, but maybe eventually in the future. But um, we are breaking the AC mold from (laughs) from Rogers (laughs) station. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're in a major market. And we know like in the median age in Calgary is 37, whereas uh, in Toronto, CHFI, it's a little it's a tad older. And so we, we definitely know we need to cater to to the younger audience. And so we just can't keep playing these 80s ballads and hope for the best. And just knowing that, you know, we do a lot of testing, a lot of research as well. And so we just kind of see it and we realize we there's this hole that's missing and we're here to fill that, fill that gap. I want to talk about the Calgary radio market because you've been in the programming game for a while and there's been a lot of talent movement lately. What's your sense of, of what's been happening? 
my gut is just kind of telling me everyone's trying to see where, like when COVID ends, when this, when this is going to be all over and the city can open back up again, or just, you know, we don't we no longer have to use vaccine passports and everyone can just go to the bar. We can be at Stampede. Um, everyone- <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I think, you know, everyone's just kind of waiting it out and just wanting to see where, where can this go? Like, will we, will we kind of get back to be where we, we are now? And like, yeah, changes have been made by competitors, but it hasn't really made a dent for them. And so with us, it's more so, okay, we know where we're going to tar- what we're going to target, what our goal is and what we want, what we're trying to do. And so we're throwing out that rule book and just, and creating our own rules and no, and just going by our gut and intuition. Do you have thoughts on that, Billy Joe or Candace? I know you mentioned Christian Hall and, you know, there's definitely a Christian Hall factor. And uh, for those who don't know, he left X929 over the summer last year and has now drawn over some of his former talent over to your sister station, Jack FM. <laughs> but, uh, but do you have thoughts on what's happening in the Calgary market? As far as Christian... And talent from X moving over to, I don't think he, I don't, he's not banging on my door. <laughs> I think Christian's um, pretty excited about this morning show. And if anything, um, he is proud of me and, and proud of how far we've all come. And uh, I think he wants the station to win, not as much as Jack, but I think, you know, he wants us to win as well. And uh, I, you know, I'm surprised Christian himself isn't, you know, hasn't come up with the, the, the female led morning show yet, because that's, Definitely, I think, an innovative trailblazing thing. And Christian's known for doing doing things a little against the grain. But yeah, no, I, I think it's exciting. And, and I like to compete against the best. So uh, bring it on. Bring it on, Christian. Bring it on, Jack. <laughs> That's the last thing I need is Christian knocking on my door. What are you doing? I don't know if a lot of people know that CHFM was Calgary's first FM station when it launched in the 1960s and then went adult contemporary eventually in the 80s. Are, are you expecting pushback at all with with some of these new changes? I don't think so, because it's not it's not a complete huge change. You know, it, our music isn't going to be completely different. It's just a few tweaks. It's still the familiar stuff that you're going to hear that the station also uh, that the station has been playing, but it's just a little bit of other things sprinkled in there. And our imaging is still like the sound of the station is still going to be. It's just going to sound more brighter and upbeat than um, than comfortable. So it, we're just going to put a little more energy and a little more uh, feel good to to the station. I just think we've spiced it up a little bit. I don't think, like Jalissa mentioned, we haven't moved their cheese. They'll be fine. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. How. I wonder, Connie, if you're more speaking to like how other radio stations feel or how our peers feel. And I think um, if, you know, that is also sort of the question you were going for, the listeners are going to notice they're going to be happier. I think they're going to enjoy listening to the station. But I also think um, radio needs to evolve. And this is an evolution of radio, what's happening right now and what's happening with us. And I think um, if anything, our peers um, are going to look to us and say, oh yeah, you know, it's not going to be because you can get your music anywhere now. And, and then we were preaching, it's all about the personalities and the announcers. Well, now it's a combination of both. And how do you, how do you evoke feelings and reactions out of people? Well, you do it by talking, like by t- 
speaking to their emotion mm-hmm. and speaking to their feelings. And I think, you know, radio stations need to evolve. You can't always be, play, you know, classic rock stations eventually have to start playing the 90s and the 2000s. And, you know, time just keeps moving forward. And this is just another evolution in radio. And it's it's really, really exciting. And I'm so excited to be a part of Rogers and a part of the team that's, you know, kind of the first to really do this and to and to give this a try and to be the, this testing ground for the for this kind of a station. But as far as the listener goes, I don't think they're really going to notice. But our peers are definitely going to look at it and go, oh, you know, why why didn't we think of that? Or, you know, how can we do kind of do what they're doing, but our way, you know, maybe I'm cocky. I don't know. but That's how I feel. <laughs> Even a few girlfriends in the industry, like they knew something was coming, right? But everybody's been pretty good at keeping it a secret. Even they're like, oh, I think you guys are two, gir- two, two women, huh? two women. And then they're excited about it. I think uh, women supporting women is so important. And I think we're just going to see more and more of that. Definitely. As talent, are you feeling the, that pressure that you're now competing in this environment with music streaming and maybe owned music at home in what's less of a commuter environment for most audiences. Yeah, for sure. I definitely feel the pressure of that and the pressure of going against the grain a little bit there. It feels like there's a bit on our shoulders to be like, you can do this. It can be done. You know, um, Hopefully the the listener takes notice of, of the changes and is willing to, you know, turn off Spotify and stick with us instead because they get something more. They get that feeling from us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think it's also important. Uh, like, it's definitely what's between the tracks. But look at like what we're just talking about. Now we've tweaked what's between the tracks and playing feel good music. Like, this is a, this is a perfect mix, really. It's a win win, I think. Is there a thought any of you want to close on? We're just really excited. We, yeah, we're I just so want to kick ass. <laughs> I know. We're just like, and, and I think both of us have really good energy and we're friends. We're really friends. And, yeah. you know, it's just, it's just taking that mundane life or whatever, whatever you're feeling and maybe you're having a crummy day and it's just us, you know, talking about everyday things and trying to bring a smile to your face. And I think if you can have a coffee with your girlfriend and, talk about relevant topics. Uh, like this is just amazing. I'm really, really, really excited. Can you tell I'm smiling? Yeah. My cheeks are sore. My cheeks are sore. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to add to that too, the whole women supporting women. Um, I think that's something you're going to hear on the air with this morning show. You know, we've, we've all worked with, with many men um, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I find men to be a little more competitive and maybe a little, uh, maybe they, we all have egos, we're in radio, but there are some bigger egos than others in the industry. And I feel like, <laughs> am I getting too real, Jalissa? Are you going to be like, Candace, we talked to a communications person before this podcast. What are you doing? Um, but I do, I do feel you're going to hear the women supporting women. Billy Joe and I want what's for the show, for the station. We're not in this for ourselves. We are in it for the station. It's not like you're working with somebody who's going to turn your mic on when it's time to laugh, right? <laughs> exactly. And we've all been there. We have all been there. Or or you get in trouble for not laughing at their joke, which wasn't funny. Male or female, anybody. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 
I, I just want to say I'm really grateful and appreciative of everyone who has supported us through through these uh, changes. We're all really excited. And this was definitely a change that is necessary and needed. Um, and just to bring this to Calgary, it's it's just been really exciting. And we're really happy that this is finally happening, and especially to have um, a two female morning show. We're just we're ecstatic. We're ecstatic to make to put that, make that statement in Calgary and and kind of show that Calgary is a different city. We're not that conservative city that everyone thinks that we are. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we should also just do do a quick shout out to producer Will. He's on the show with yeah. us too, and he's just awesome. He's such a great addition. He keeps us two in line, and he's got uh, an opinion of his own, and he's a great storyteller. And um, we're really excited. He's just like the perfect fit for our show. So we're really excited to have him in the room with us too. Yeah. And the fact that he's a cheerleader of the two of uh, mm-hmm. Billy Joe and Candace, I, we just love that support. And it's not just I'm in it for myself. So it, we're really lucky to work with a great team that is supportive of everyone and supportive of this, uh, this two female led morning show. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, Connie. That was so great. Thanks for listening to Broadcast Dialogue. For more information about the podcast or to receive exclusive access to our weekly briefing about the Canadian media industry, visit us at broadcastdialogue.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, connect with us on LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter and SoundCloud. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcasts wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com.